Have you experienced loss or tragedy? Try running away into the woods. It's the cure for what ails you. Caution, side effects of running away into the woods may include delusion, murder, huge monsters, and believing that time has shifted by 100 years. Use with caution. What's up, everybody? It is... It is Wednesday, my dudes. It is. What's up, it is? Okay, hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk Plus! That's right, folks. We've now transcended genre boundaries and sometimes cover other movies, non-horror movies. We put a plus at the end because Paramount and Disney shamed us into doing it make sure you rate and review and subscribe on itunes um please actually do give us a nice rating um give us a nice review send us some nice words it helps it helps with the depression um so yeah do that and don't be a square and make sure to share also check out patreon.com slash horror movie talk it's uh it's the place where you can get uh unadulterated very sexy pictures of both bryce and i also, a whole nother podcast that we record that details the nitty-gritty dirt of our lives. We laugh, we cry, we cry, we laugh. Um, if you want to add your pee to the community pool, go to HorrorMovieTalk.com, call 682-253-4468, and you may get onto the show. As always, we have Fort Simpson crammed into the production booth. I'm me, and across from me sits Bryce Hanson, say hello. Aloha. Aloha. He's an island boy over there. We've got a great show today. Let me just undo my belt and my button. I'm going to be sitting down for this one. It's The Village. We are reviewing 2004's M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong's The Village. That's right. So, we, you know, you know how it goes. We start out by giving them a brief review, score for the movie, score on a scale of 1 to 10. After we give our score, we get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we like and hate about the film. Later in this episode, we're going to be taking your calls, going way, 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 way back. Taking those calls, 682-253-4468. The Village can be found for rent on the internet. Beep, bop, boop. You can buy it. You can rent it. Uh, I have a buddy who has it on a server, so I didn't. I didn't do that. I'm just. This is just trade secrets. Um, I should have checked that. Why didn't I check that? He's so stupid. I'm a fucking idiot. Right. Look at. They're all on there. They're all on there. Um, the <laughs> synopsis. <laughs> the synopsis. The village is the story of a community that has 
sequestered themselves in the woods to avoid the evils and pain caused by the world at large. Set in the late 1800s, the community is full of interesting and varied people, but not all is well in the village. There is an evil that lurks in the forest. A village people, if you will, uh, kept at bay by certain colors and a tenuous truce that has been struck with these strange village people creatures. Ivy Walker, played by Bryce Dallas Howard, whose initials are almost Bryce Stephen Hansen's initials. That's my name. Instead of BSH, we got BDH. I know. I'd wow. rather be. And you guys are. Spit. You could be like. You could be twins separated at birth. I know. And uh, so Ivy Walker and Lucius Hunt, played by Joaquin Phoenix, fall in love and are set to be married when a violence occurs, leaving Lucius. David, I, I believe it's pronounced Joaquin. Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story of. When we were all sitting around the dinner table at Thanksgiving and my terrible, horrible, now dead grandmother said, <laughs> it said about my wife, she married the wrong brother. <laughs> yeah, you did mention that. Well, maybe Bryce Dallas Howard married the wrong brother. Maybe it should have been River. Ooh. Ooh. Um, anyway, Ivy Walker and Lucius Hunt fall in love and are set to be married when a violence occurs, leaving Lucius close to death. The blind Ivy must face the terrors in the woods and the evils of society in order to save her new love. Everyone gets more irony than they bargained for. My review goes, The Village is a fun thriller with a stellar cast and some interesting concepts. The acting is Interesting and well-performed, the script is slow and intentional, <laughs> and it provides lots of fall atmosphere. Uh, a lot of people bag That's what on... I look, look for in my movie is fall atmosphere. Dude, it is, it is the time that people... <laughs> these Halloween heads are out en masse right now. They're like, Fourth of July just fucking ended, bro. You know what that means? Time to mainline Michael Myers until Halloween. Well, yeah, I saw the the uh, spirit sign started going up already. It gets earlier and earlier. Mm -hmm. Earlier and earlier. Every year we're celebrating Christmas and Memorial Day. Mm -hmm. um, let's see here. A lot of people bag on movies by M. Night Shyamalan, uh, as long as those movies aren't The Sixth Sense. But honestly, they aren't giving him his due. Uh, the Village explores interesting emotional territory in something called allegory. Look it up. It poses the questions of building emotional walls. It, it poses. Oh, that's these aren't. This isn't a good sentence at all. It uh, it it does an allegory with emotional walls. Uh, by putting up real walls. <laughs> it poses the questions of building emotional walls by putting up real walls, which isn't Thanks. a question. No, that's not a question. It's also a real fun period piece to boot. Where else can you find Sigourney Wiener? <laughs> <laughs> Where can you find Sigourney Wiener nowadays? <laughs> Where can you find Sigourney Wiener? 
Joaquin Phoenix, Bryce Dallas Howard, Adrian Brody. Oh, man, we got to play that. Oh! It's happening.
Was that as good for you as it was for me? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If it's one thing our our listeners love and have told us they love every time, it's Brody Quest. Brody Quest. Every time. Um, So it's also a really fun period to piece to boot. Where else can you find Sigourney Wiener, Joe Quinn Phoenix, uh, Bryce Dallas Hallard, Adrian Brody, Brendan Gleeson, Judy Greer, and Jesse... (gasps) Oh, no! (laughs) And Jesse Eisenberg all in one place. Where? 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 You can't. You can't Mm. find them anywhere. Anywhere. Just here. Uh, The thing that I cherish most about this movie is the devotion to atmosphere. It's spooky and stark, set in the woods, New England, in the spooky Halloween time. Ooh, it just feels just like Halloween. Oh, it's got got the fall leaves. You can hear them crackling under your feet. Ooh, it's spooky also. There's things in the woods. Oh, no, watch out. You got to wear yellow. You got to dress up. Everybody's dressing up. Okay, we... Um, Yeah, uh, the creature design is... Effective and scares are appropriate for the young and the old alike. I really like it. I really enjoy it. I give it a 9 out of 10. What do you think, Bryce? Um, the second viewing wasn't as good as the first viewing, to be honest. I haven't watched this since um, it wasn't. I didn't see it in theaters. Yeah, this is an interesting. Well, it's interesting to me story. Uh, I was on my, my mission for the Mormon church at the time that this came out. And I was a huge M. Night Shyamalan fan. Like, I I think the movie before this was Unbreakable, right? Did he have one yeah, in between would... Unbreakable and The Village? I'll, I'll get back to you on that, but continue with the story. Um, And so, like, that was... This is, like, when I was really following movies. And I, being on a mission, like, even though it was in the U.S., I was just not exposed to pop culture or advertisement or like public reaction at all it's much like what david's going through right now um and when i got back i watched the movie and i thought it was great and like everyone i talked to afterwards was like oh yeah the village that's really where m night Shyamalan jumped the shark it was a terrible movie and so i think it's like this circumstance where all of the marketing leading up to it kind of ruined it for people or set expectations way too high. I think the sixth sense really set everybody's expectations too high, but go on. Yeah. Um, so I, I really liked it. Um, it's a, it's a simple movie. Yeah. Um, I didn't see the, the twist, the twist, uh, coming from from far away um oh signs was before this that's right so yeah, it unbreakable goes. signs and then village so signs is probably his most successful movie really yeah probably um but uh <clears throat> so i mean i i liked it um but watching it now i'm like okay it is really slow like it it, it Watching the second time, I was like, it feels like a student movie with a big budget in terms of, like, they're just dwelling too long on shots. Like, they don't know. Like, it's it's like he forgot how to pace um, at all. And I think, I mean, it's obviously deliberate. It's obviously trying to, like, have this, you know, pastoral 
feel of you know old timey slowness and and whatnot but uh i mean especially in the second watching understanding what the twist is you watch it again and i was like watching for again this is my only second only the second time i watch it but now i was watching it for tip-offs or like um like interesting scenes or lines that would like um kind of give clues and he just doesn't do that like he doesn't take advantage of the the um dilemmas that the situation creates um and it, it could have been made more interesting because it's like well, we'll get into it in spoilers because I don't want to like for the people that haven't seen the village yeah, and it I is a twenty-year-old movie. But um, there are people born after this movie that probably don't even realize it exists. So we can wait till the spoilers to talk about. It. But I think there's a massive wasted opportunity um, throughout, and I think just the slowness. Um, it's just it was a little taxing. So I mean, I'd I'd give it like a like a six out of 10 now. I think when I originally saw it, I'd probably give it like a seven or eight, mm. but now it's, it's knocked down to a six. Uh, yeah. You know, it hits everybody different. Um, yeah, you know, actually we've reviewed a decent amount of, uh, of M night movies. Let's see here. We've reviewed in, uh, in chronological order. Uh, we've reviewed signs on our private feed on, uh, Patreon. That's a, um, patreon exclusive now we've reviewed the village and then the happening mm-hmm. uh and old so and old that's right four four m night movies pretty pretty good um you know what else is pretty good is not having to listen to commercials you fucking simpletons like <laughs> what are you doing listening to commercials when for like do you know how little $5 is worth now? Like, there's been 50% inflation in the last six years. $5 now is two fifty six years ago. Did you know that? You just give <laughs> us the money, dum-dum. And then you don't have to listen to these goddamn commercials and hear me berate you. Ugh. No, I'm just joking. You're not that dumb. But you could be not listening to commercials, and that's super smart. So head on over there. Check it out. Head to our Patreon, patreon.com slash talk. We got all kinds of good stuff, including a review of Signs, which is like was so much fun for me. Uh, we recently did that one. It was just the most fun. Uh, you can also support us by buying a shirt, buying some stickers, buying some of those coasters that go under your coffee cups so that your mama doesn't yell at you when you put it on the glass table. Also, check out our resident artist, Dustin Goble. He's a professional artist who fucks with his big, long snake up in your... He also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans, so contact him at dgobel 0 That's at D-G-O-B-E-D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. Make your artistic dreams come true. Tell him we sent you. 682-253-4468 gets you on the show, and you can you can... You can just come on here and just be like, this is stupid, or this is great, and I like this, and I don't like that, and meh, meh, meh. And you can do that, and we allow it. So thanks again for listening, and let's get into spoilers. Spoilers.
This is spoilers. Is ready. Morning, ready. Okay, so let's talk. So the spoiler, we'll just get it, rip off the band aid. Whoa! It's not actually set in 1800. Whoa! Hey! Oh! 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 So it's set in modern times, and it's like this, you know, artificial 1800s village. And that's the show. And that's the show, people. So in the second viewing, I'm watching it, and I'm like, Okay, they're going to like use this, right? Um because he doesn't betray it like almost at all. Like there it only like is explained when it's literally just told to you by um here comes Bryce with all his logic. Like how much it more is. interesting would it be if like um Sigourney Weaver or or someone just dropped out of that artificial um Language. you know old English ac- old like mm. New England accent and just like went you know it's like when data used contractions in TNG <laughs> yeah and they were like you're not data he can't say don't <laughs> no you cannot <laughs> like it's it's just in the second view, and it just feels kind of silly, you know, the, watching all of them, like, not use contractions and, like, have all these, like, old English sensibilities or, like, have no showing of conflict, you know, of the decision that they made. Man. You know? You could just, like, you could just sit there and enjoy the movie, though, you know, instead of, like try so hard to be upset by it you could just sit there and be like this is pretty good um calmer than you are all right i Um, I don't know it just seems like seems like a lot of work to have to be like you know what i mean like i don't know i didn't even it didn't even i didn't even consider that (laughs) maybe that makes me simple but i don't know it's just it just i I think what it what's it's that kind of stuff that like makes it worthwhile for repeat viewing. Like mm. it's it's not a movie that you would go back to yeah. often because it's so slow. No, and there's not a lot there. Like the- it's literally like the village is there, and there's village life, and then like a couple things happen in terms of like proof that these monsters are out there, mm-hmm. but. It never, nothing really happens until the third act. No, look, you're you're definitely on to something here, which is like, I mean, M. Night Shyamalan is an incredible director that has great storytelling chops and like, and uh, and kind of an eye for for good um, for for good cinematography too. Uh, but uh, he has a massive fucking weak spot, and that is he does not. He's just not interested in. Or aware of making films rewatchable, like he's just like this is a one and done, baby. You better get it all right right away because we only have one shot at this, and that's all anybody's <laughs> ever going to see. You know? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's some some of his movies are rewatchable. I think like I I've rewatched uh, the un- uh, watch Unbreakable several times like that's one of my favorite movies like that in terms of like um 
his I think that to me is probably his best movie because mm-hmm. it stands outside of the rest of his catalog as being pretty unique and also like like visionary in a <laughs> in a way that people didn't realize and it's a lot easier to see now cuz literally unbreakable was the dark knight like mm. that was the the tone and like intention of nolan's batman movies was more or less like shown to him in 2000 by unbreakable i mean that's that's not true but unbreakable is a superhero movie set in reality um which had never been done before <laughs> but uh i think six sense is rewatchable even like knowing the, the twist like that yeah, is but one, you know what i mean that you is one I mean. that like I mean, even though it holds your hand and shows you all the things that you should have been paying attention to throughout, that's one that, like, it has little things throughout where you're like, oh, that's right. That's, yeah. That's yeah. why that is the and way signs, it is. And Signs is imminently rewatchable. Like, it's just great. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoy – like, I think I think Signs is my favorite M. Night movie. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, The Village – okay, that's the other thing. So <laughs> – it just doesn't make sense that there's no reaction, no significant reaction or, like, um, set-aside meeting of the village elders when one of these monsters, like, literally is killing and skinning animals around the camp, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Where it's like, the the whole thing is... The village elders have been dressing up like these monsters, but they're not actually doing anything or harming anyone. Right. But then Adrian Brody comes in and is literally like a psychopath. But you're never shown like the village elders give each other knowing glances or like confused or like actually being panicked about it, whereas they weren't before. Like that kind of stuff would have made it more engaging. And it just... On second watch, it it wasn't. It was funny because like I was, I was like sitting there, and I was like, you know, dozing off in parts, and then I'd open my eyes, and I had missed nothing. Like there was nothing happening in the scenes. Like it was literally like two people are in a room, interacting, um, in a certain way, and I could like close my eyes for like six Mississippi. And miss no nuance or whatever. It's like, that's literally just what the scene was about, was these people's interaction in this certain way. And it was just long. But it's still a good movie. I mean, regardless, it's a nice it's a nice little movie. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a, still a, a neat package hmm. to put it in, but just some wasted opportunities, I think. Yeah, I kind of wonder if... If it wasn't cut up a little weird, you know, maybe some of that stuff just didn't make it. Um, maybe it was a little too long and slow uh, with all the stuff that would have been shown. It would make sense. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll say it starts off with, like, the tragic death of a child. It says that it's set in the late 1800s, 1897. Uh, it's got Adrian Brody playing in R-Word. And uh, and I just got to say, shouldn't they have casted a real R-word? Everybody knows you never go full retard. Yeah. 
You went full retard, man. Never go full retard. Never. No, but Adrian Brody did. And, uh, and that's why he eventually won an Oscar. So, uh, so, and then, but, but, and so it seems like this kind of like idyllic, you know, but also like obviously, you know, tragic in the way that, that life is cruel, uh, little, little place, uh, except for the fact that there's like howling off in the woods, you know, Mm. it's like, Ooh, ominous howling, like, and, and one of my favorite parts of this movie is how they like build into that, like, like where we are sort of thing, because there's a watchtower. There's first of all, the village is in like a clearing in the woods, you know, mm-hmm. as a village is. But it becomes more and more obvious that there's not like a main road through the village that goes somewhere. It's just a circle of mm-hmm. cleared trees in the woods. And then you're like, oh, there's a watchtower there. And then it has a couple night scenes. And you're like, holy shit, there's a lot of fucking torches all the way around the perimeter of this place. And it's just like, whoa. Like, I, I really enjoy the the world-building kind of, like, premise of this little village, which is like, oh, it's a little cute little village that has torches around it and no road through it. And... Mm-hmm there's monsters <laughs> it's like whoa cool um how did uh, how did any of that strike you did you like the um kind of the build up to uh to what this place is in the dark ominous woods um yeah i mean it sets the stage like i think it again it breaks down if you think about it too hard like where are they getting the fuel for those torches well you they're know? in Pencil Pennsylvania, so coal is all oh, right. You abundant. Just kick it. Yeah, you just you're kicking it at your feet all the time. Yeah. You don't have to dig down at all. Uh-uh. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean it's it's a uh, it's cool. I mean it's it, it all. Does it say at any time like what the date is supposed to be? Oh, that's right. They have it on the gravestone. Well, that and yeah, I don't. I, I mean, that's, that was, I, I noticed yeah, the that there's, there's a gravestone that yeah, said yeah. 1897, but then I'm like, that could be just an old gravestone, you know, but was that specifically that person's gravestone or were they standing next to it? So no, there was the kid that died, the death of a child, a child. Remember so that's, that's the kid had died and they, they were having the funeral for the kid and it, right. his death was 1897. So we are to assume that it is 1897. Hmm. Yeah, so that's weird because, like, it actually does feel out of time. Like, it feels 1800s, but also, like, medieval times, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's hard to put a a point on it, but, um, no, I think the setting was great. I mean, the the production design and, like, the, all that was good. And then they do, they do a thing, like, okay, so if it had just been that, you know that's that's kind of basic you know it's it's cool but it needs a little something more to differentiate it from being like a really amateur movie and they go ahead and they do that which is hey you got that's the dangerous color that's red you can't have uh-huh. red and then oh we got a safe color too it's yellow you got put on this yellow cape and that for some reason that you know makes it pop 
You know, it's like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, you got to wear a costume uh-huh. to, like, be safe around the perimeter. And then we talk about the rules around these creatures. And, you know, they're like, oh, they don't like yellow, but they really like red a lot. And it's like, okay, now I'm on. There's, It's arbitrary, but it was one more set of rules, and now I'm on board. Um <laughs> And, you know, supposedly they've struck a deal with these creatures, which is like an uneasy truce, but a truce nonetheless. Uh, And the creatures leave them alone and they, you know, they sacrifice things to these creatures and that keeps them at bay. But, uh uh-oh, uh-oh, Bryce, the kids are getting restless. They're thinking about, you know, they're thinking about what's life out like outside these woods, you know? Maybe there's some of that strange out there in the yonder. Maybe it's worth going through these colors to get to that strange. We got to keep these kids in check. They are our retirement grease. We we need them. So what what happens? The little an, little skinned animals start showing up in the in the village, and they're like, "Shit, the truce has been doused. We're we, the these these pig boar." Things are coming in here, and they're skinning our coyotes. Skin them all up. I don't know. It, yeah. <laughs> uh, anywho, but we got Adrian Brody who plays, who goes full retard, and uh, and really does love Bryce Dallas Howard because who wouldn't? Golly Moses, God damn! And she's she's blind, uh, which adds a, an interesting element to this. Today we're actually reviewing. Another movie with a blind heroine. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the name of that movie that we're reviewing? Uh, Wait until dark. We're That's going to be on the pretentious review on for the it. Uh, Patreon feed. Yeah, two blind heroine movies. What are the what are the odds? Did you set that up? No, Aaron pointed that out to me last night, and she's like, "Oh, I get it, because it's two it's two blind uh, characters." Is that what you're going for? It's like, I didn't notice until you just said that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, you didn't? No. Wow. Well, you make all these, like... You well, this one the- is a, a patron selection. Like, they voted on this one, so... They did. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't really a choice. Um, yeah. We're beholden to our overlords. I have um, children screaming so loud in the background in... in sounds What sounds like paint. Oh. Uh, but it's not. It's just misery. It's just misery that I'm going to have to text my wife. Uh, can you shut the extra door? We have an extra door. Oh. Can you shut the extra door so that all these horrible misery sounds don't come through? <laughs> Thanks. I can't um, hear it on my end, so it's not that bad. Uh, I think they'll hear it. Um so anyway, uh, Adrian Brody really loves Bryce Dallas Howard, but obviously Bryce Dallas Howard can't fall in love with a mentally deficient person. Yeah. She's she's broken. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard, man. Never go full retard. Never. Um, anyway, so she falls in love with Joaquin Phoenix instead. Joaquin, real quiet. Soft-spoken fella doesn't like to talk. Doesn't isn't forced to um, too frequently. Uh, but anyway, he, he's losing a friend. And he's like, you know, he's petitioning the council, and they're like, you can't go anywhere. 
But when uh, you know when Bryce Dallas Howard falls so deeply in love with him that they get uh, that they get engaged, uh, then in a fit of of passion, Adrian Brody stabs Joe Quinn Phoenix, mm-hmm. and uh, and this is the moment where the where the elders are like, "Hey, wait a minute! The person wanting to go now is blind. This is perfect. Like it's almost like somebody wrote this exactly so that we could." send her into the you know the real world in 2004 mm-hmm. and she won't see any of the stuff that we're trying to keep everybody from seeing so she's the only one who can go and this will save her from misery and is and this is this is a this is kind of the theme of the movie which is um we left society because <laughs> bad things happened to us. And so maybe if we go and create our own society, we can prevent bad things from happening, which is just the most simple, basic, obvious, like kind of dumb premise you could possibly, possibly think of, which is, no, just bad things just happen. Like they, it's not, you're not, it's not because, yeah, society certainly quickens those things, but you know, you're just going to pay for it in some other way. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, all the stories that the village elders tell are specific to crime and it seems like specific to crime that happens in urban areas, mm -hmm. which is like, you know, rape and murder in alleyways and stuff like that, drugs. And it's. It makes sense in that context of, yeah, they're going to the complete opposite, which is, you know, some remote secluded village where they're all in control. And then <clears throat> turns out violence follows them regardless because they're still humans. Yeah. You know. Right. And, um, you know, I got to say just just, you know, I it's it's no secret. I have said it many times. One of my in one of my uh, just instincts is like when things are going are hard. Uh, my instinct is like, oh, I wish I could just run away into the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not for this reason. Uh, and it's interesting. I've kind of honed the reason down more and more uh, as, you know, the years have progressed. The reason is. It's. I feel like it's a much more honest way to live, and uh, and I really feel like uh, it, 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 getting more specific with it lately. Uh, it's. I think what it is is it removes the stressor of of money. Um, I feel like money is some sort of um, some sort of of added uh, stressor that 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 is. That's artificial. I mean, it's obviously artificial. Anybody would tell you it's artificial, um, but uh, but it's it's just unnecessary and and kind of a, a it precludes you from being able to it re- removes you by one step from being able to to live an intentional life, which is to say, instead of like working real hard to get your food and um, and provide your heat and uh, and your shelter. 
and your safety on your own. You have to work real hard to get money to pay for those things. So mm-hmm. it just adds like a little element of the thing. So it's not like I don't uh, – a little element of, of uh, separation from, from what I would consider meaningful living. And, uh, and so I kind of like, I kind of like this premise, just not how it's set up in this, but it has to be this way to be an hour and a half long movie. That's, you know, that's, you know, that's just trying to get across like bad things happen no matter what, (laughs) you know, like that's kind of the, it's kind of the takeaway. What do you think about that? About money? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Do you have any? Does it? Does any of that spark anything that you? That no. You, yeah. I mean, we've talked about it before. Like, I. Yeah. I mean, money is obviously a stressor for anyone living in modern times and capitalism. Like, I, I think like. It's a, something that's easy to get caught up into, and it's mm-hmm. like all-consuming. But I look at like you know, there's the Amish. Like, they use money, they sell stuff for money, but they're not, like, sucked into it, it feels like. They're they're living that simple, intentional life. Right. And, like, getting rid of the, you know, illusor, illusory stuff and, like, the stuff that's not important and just ending up in a life where you just work real hard all day yeah and everything's fine but they're not completely detached from commerce or no. reality or the yeah, world no. outside they they'll still like sell their wood stuffs or like the the fruits of their labors for exorbitant amounts of money you know because they know their worth and you know and they can go and you know, uh, enjoy the fruits of modern society as well when they need to, you know? Well, I mean, it's not even the fruits of modern society necessarily as, as much as it is like, it is necessary. Like you just, you just need to be part of the world to some degree. You, You absolutely do. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's just the amount of buy in that your life requires, uh, money, you know? And and no, that's a really good point, and and that's very apropos because they just p- place a a much smaller uh, degree of of importance. You know, you know, if if you know the grid were to go down, the Amish would be doing all right. You know, out right. of all the groups, you know, you'd you'd look to a couple groups that would be doing pretty good, and the Amish are one of them. Yeah, yeah, it's a great. That's a great. It's a great. Um, parallel any anyway so we send uh poor blind bryce dallas howard into the woods with a couple of really wussy dudes <laughs> but but the most important part of this whole thing is they give the they give it away halfway through they 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 fool you with the twist um you know uh bryce dallas howard's dad takes her and you know when he's like, "Look, we're gonna send you off to the to the to the town. We're gonna send you, and the, and and they're gonna get medicine. But you know, before you go, you gotta know. I gotta show you something. Try not to scream real loud. <laughs> and then he brings her into this this fucking shed, and then you know what happens. Uh, and then he shows her the uh, 
the monster suit. And she's like, holy shit, it's one of them. They're in here. And he's like, no, it's a farce. It's all just a ruse. Uh, we we didn't. It was us the whole time. We were the monsters, which is, you know, kind of poetic in its own sort of simple way. Uh, and um, and so she knows it's fake. But these two fellas with her, they don't know. But but the audience is kind of, you know, you're fooled into a little bit of a false sense of security because you're like, oh, there's nothing out there. And then and then you get out into the woods and there's still sounds and there's still like a monster. And so these dudes who are with her, like just they just ditch right out. They're like, fuck this. I'm a, <laughs> my tummy hurts. I got to go, you know. <laughs> like, and uh, and so, you know, she has a battle with this thing uh, and, you know. And it ends up being Adrian Brody. Uh, <clears throat> you, you, you skipped over the sinkhole. Like, I love that th- this whole thing is like, they just have to, they're, the village elders are Scooby-Dooing their own village with these, you know, these monster outfits. And really, they've set it up to where they've just spooked all of the children throughout the ages so that they just don't want to go into the woods at all. Yeah. And they do that just by going ooga booga, yeah. you know, on the on the edge. Um, but also, just in case, they dig a giant deadly sinkhole in the middle of the woods, which number one just wouldn't work tactically. A sinkhole isn't dug, Bryce. You're you're conflating two things. A sinkhole has sunk. Oh, I thought that was like actually a booby trap. Was it was that just a sinkhole? I think it was just a sinkhole. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. There's there's no lore behind the sinkhole. <laughs> I'd have to revisit cuz I thought it was like literally like they had the um what's it called? What do they call the the stuff over the top? I thought it was literally oh. just like a a trap, you know. No, she's blind. Like... She's blind, so she's the only one literally the only person who has something to fear from a sinkhole. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, shit, the arch just opened up and swallowed me. I couldn't see that shit. <laughs> it was sitting there, but I couldn't see it. <laughs> well, my interpretation is that they dug that hole just in case someone walked in that specific spot. Right. And they're like, fuck this this particular person. Right. We want to Scooby-Doo everyone else except the person that walks on this spot. And for that person, fuck them, they die. Yeah. No. And so, yeah, she finds the the sinkhole and then and then tricks adrian brody adrian brody to to fall in yeah and he just up and up dies yeah poor guy yeah did you feel uh how did you feel about it's a little bit of weird feelings around like making the bad guy be you know uh mentally handicapped and in love um it feels not quite fair but life isn't fair i guess so like suck it adrian brody like don't kill people like i don't know like don't stab joaquin phoenix you'd be okay i you know like there's yeah, something I mean, here it's, yeah it's a little uh it's weird yeah i wonder if the you know the you know organizations for mentally handicapped people look at this and we're like you know why are may- they making the mentally challenged person, the evil one. Yeah. You know, it seems a little... But you know what? That's equality. 
Right. Some are evil. Whoa. Yeah. They, well, first of all, they were upset because they didn't have a real mentally deficient person playing the role. They were like, hey, you know, you could have had Leonardo DiCaprio in here <laughs> and we'd have been OK. But you chose Adrian Brody. So what was that about? First of all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. It's a weird. Tr- I mean, it works. Like, I think it's I think it's good. It's just a strange. It's just like. How often is the bad guy, you know, mentally handicapped? Hmm. I guess uh, there was that. I mean, technically, you know, diagnostically, they are all mentally handicapped. They have mental illness. Who? If, you know, psychopaths are mentally ill. That's a mental. Yeah, but not classically. Yeah. But not deeply, you know, <laughs> like antisocial personality disorder. Yeah. Narcissism. No, I, it's, I, they're all David. They're all very sick. The dark tetriad. Um, do. OK, so. OK, so wait, I guess there's that guy from. Uh, what was that movie that we it was like the 15th movie we we reviewed. It was like and it was a, the fucking. Oh, oil baron. Oh, the uh, the oil baron grandchild. About. What is it? Something, uh, something shadow? No, no. Dark. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. the the evil inside or something yeah, like that. The evil within. The evil within. Yeah, That's that guy was. was bad. Yeah, he was. A, Do you yeah. think I'm retarded? I don't have that drop. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, it's um, it's an interesting choice. But, uh, you know, uh, what ends up happening is we learn that, oh, no, it's real. It's 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 now it's present day and she's getting picked up and they they are actually living in a uh, what is it called? A, you know, like a like a fucking or animal reserve. And that has been purchased with the money of one of the councils you know, dead billionaire grandfather, right? So they mm-hmm. bought this land, they put it aside, they made it protected, they have a fence that goes around the whole thing, um, and and it's patrolled by guards. One of the guards picks up BHD, uh, BDH, and uh, we'll call her Big Dick Howard. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, you know, they get her the medicine she needs, they send her back into the woods and they say nothing of it. Um, I've heard some, I've heard some, uh, some like, well, how would that work? How would that work? Aren't there going to, aren't there going to be planes flying over it? But M. Night Shyamalan makes a, uh, an appearance at the end and he's like, yeah, no, they, it's a restricted airspace. You can't fly through here. Right. He says something like that. Mm-hmm. I think. And uh, anyway, you were asleep by this point. So I don't know why I'm asking you. No, I remember it. Yeah, I mean it's it's a little convenient that they're like, oh, they have enough money to literally just wipe a section of the map off of the face of the earth for all of society. Yeah, but also enough money to pay like twenty four seven like guard stations every ten feet or whatever. <laughs> well, that's like, the beauty of these, you know that what you know. Uh, of um... what's what's sad, you know, it seems ridiculous, but billionaires definitely could do that, and it wouldn't even take a dent out of their income. Oh, could do. You know, there's right. an island out here. 
that is just owned by fucking Bill Gates. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of islands out here that are owned by rich people, but there's one that, like, all the residents of, like, 60% of the residents are on his payroll. It's not yeah. a joke. No, <laughs> yeah, know? it makes yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, you know, when you literally, you know, own, are one of three people who own 60% of all vaccine, uh, you know, uh, income, you know, you could do that shit, especially when you make everybody take it. Um Anywho, so let's, uh, yeah, so there it is. The Village, um, I don't know. I think this is a great general audience's uh, thriller. I think this is phenomenal for kids. Like, this may be one of the best. This is one of the ones that's always on the tip of my tongue when people are like, what's a good one to show my young kid, Um, you know, who's, who's showing signs of being interested in horror? Uh, you know, this, this is just, just a banger. It's, and it's appropriate and it's got lots of big actors, big names. And, uh, you know, it's also got Adrian Brody being a little bit difficult. (laughs) So there you go. What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. Like this is a good one to keep in the pocket for kids. Um, if PG-13. you haven't been exposed to it and you don't know anything about it, that's probably the best way to watch it. Um, again, not a lot of rewatchability. Um, like M. Night Shyamalan is, regardless of anything, any criticism that I have, he is a very interesting writer-director. Like He has interesting ideas. His execution of them sometimes leaves a lot to be desired but like it's undeniable like he's got some some uh good premises and this is one of them he sure do um so with that let's get into our segment for the show uh horror movie yeah, it goes on and on and on and What was that? That one from The Sopranos? How do they say it? Yeah, it's Hua. She was a hua. She was a hua. Oh, oh! I was watching uh, last night. I was watching Where the Wild Things Are uh, with my kids, and James Gandolfini's like the main monster guy. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Twenty thirteen. I don't even know when he died, but that had to be the last movie he made. Um, um, I can't remember. He didn't make many movies after Sopranos, but they're all good. Like James Gandolfini is like that was a tragic loss. He was oh a, man. A, supremely talented actor did you see the one with him and uh, it's a spike Julie? jones movie dude yeah. yeah crazy did you see the one with uh james gandolfini and julie louis dreyfus uh that one's really good no no i think you've uh i think you've uh recommended it uh to me though um yeah where the wild things are maybe uh wow wow oh wait no it's 2009 it wasn't 13 Wow, he was in Zero Dark Thirty. Huh. 
I'll be doing. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, so I think Enough Said was probably his last movie. That's the one with... It says The Drop. Oh, The Drop. That but one I came out after. I don't know what that is. Um, Tom Hardy's in it. Damn. Anyways, The Whoas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we got to go all the way back to fucking May. Right. May 25th. We'll see how much we can get through. We got some Robert. Hey, it's Robert the Farter. Oh. So... Uh, so I just wanted to real quick say, after my last call, um, you guys were also talking about, so you were basically saying about how we have, like, our church probably has, like, uh, over $100 million. This is an estimate. This isn't even, this isn't even given by people from our church. This is by people from who are outside of our church who just hate on us for some reason and he's talking about more whistleblower and they're all just they all just want to hate on us and when people complain oh they only donate one point something billion dollars to charity that's one point something billion dollars do you know how much food how much humanitarian aid that is that is like that is like an insane amount of money and when you complain about it, like, oh, it's not that much. At least it's something. So it's kind of not fair to say, oh, yeah, they don't do anything because it's, cause it's only like a billion dollars. Well, you show me you're a billion dollars and you donate it to charity. Yeah, you fuck. It's Robert the Farter. No fart noise this time. <laughs> no fart noise this time. Oh, it's Robert, Robert the Farter. Mic drop. Yeah, so Robert, you know, we actually have a, several like um, close friends of the show that are uh, Latter Day Saints. Robert's one of them. Um, I grew up uh, Mormon, uh, even though you can't say that anymore. I grew up as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. I don't want to offend Robert. It's a little um, um, yeah, I mean. Robert, are you that's, saying that's Mormons fine. are trying I, to control their own pronouns? I didn't mean to uh, offend you. Like it's just one opinion um, that spending a you know less than one percent of your uh, vast wealth to charity is maybe not that impressive. You know, in context. Where's your million dollars, Bryce? He's got a point. <laughs> Where is your billion dollars to charity? Listen, I gave a dollar to a person on the side of the road. Like, that's a dollar more than you gave to that exact person. Um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, oh, well, look. If, if you don't want to look into it, that's fine. Like, literally, they're, they're being investigated by the SEC and the, the federal government. So, at the very least, they're, they that did something. That just means they're doing something right, baby. Um, you know, I mean, it, who are you if you're not. If you're not getting investigated by the SEC, then what the fuck are you doing with your life? Um, but look, uh, I, I will say yesterday I was working on I'm, I got this work van that I'm working on bringing uh, up to uh, up to snuff. And so I'm out there uh, working on the van and and these uh, three of them fucking a whole gang of Mormons show up and they're uh -huh. like, hey, do you need help? I was like, no, dude, let's talk. And uh, they were nice. They were kids. They were. Um, oh, the missionaries, you mean? Yeah, they were missionaries. And, and they were like, you know, hey, what are you thinking about? Uh, think of, what do you think about Mormonism? I was like, you know what? I think you guys 
are actually doing more good, uh, you know, uh, I mean, in terms of just being kind people who are nice and good, uh, Mormons are it, you know, in, in my life anyway. Uh, so I, good on you. I, I like, I think, I think, and I think the more people who have this kind of, you know, incredible, uh, outlook on the world, the better. So I think you guys are doing the Lord's work and, you know, thank you. And I appreciate you, you know, and uh, everything you do and please, you know, be blessed. I love you. Um, and they like that. Um, you know, there, there is that, um, and they bought it. No, I mean it. I do mean it. Uh, I absolutely mean it, but also they do that thing where they're like, yeah, but what about Mormonism? Is it that you're not like with, you know, like, what is it? Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. cause we had, you know, we've, we've had people come over and be like, so here's, here's what it is. Uh, you want to go talk to your dead relatives? And then my wife's like, ah, I'm like out out of my house, you know, <laughs> like you got to go. We don't make Carrie cry. That's one of the big things. This is a very important part of being in this house. Um, and so, you know, I didn't tell him that. I was just like, you know, it's hard to put my finger on cause I'm working on a truck right now. So I don't know something, but y'all are welcome to come on by and, you know, like pick up heavy things for me any old time. Uh, and, and, you know, and just chat, you know, they're, the most, the coolest fucking part about Mormonism, and I'm sorry to keep going on a rant. The coolest part is, you know how you get how how if you try to have an honest conversation with a religious person, nine times out of ten they're like, "Well, fucking oh oh, and where do you get those morals? Where are they from? Where 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 where?" And you're just like, "Can we just have a chill conversation that's honest?" And they're yeah. like, "No, no, no, you're threatening the thing." Mormons are not like that. You can say anything to these people; they're unflappable. Except for apparently Robert the Father. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the Mormons are used to like uh, ire directed towards or mockery Dude, directed chill. towards their specific religion. So it's like, all right, whatever. I mean, it adds to like the you know kind of persecution syndrome. But they, yeah, I mean, I think on the whole they're a little more chill about Dude. it because I think honestly, like. Part of it is like mainstream Christianity also knows that they have like a lot of power in like the political sphere. So they can kind of like push back and and be a little bit of a bully with like people that question them. I don't know. And, and like Mormons, you know, it's it's still like. You know, we don't want to make waves, you know, <laughs> used to make waves. And then there was an extermination order, you know, in, in Missouri. And so maybe it's just part of our culture not to, you know, make, just make as nice. many waves. Yeah. But no, I mean, I, I want to make it clear. Like, I have no, like, I agree with everything you said, David. Like, I, I think on the whole, like Mormon people and the people that I know in my life, I mean, my mom and like all the people that I love that are Mormon, like they're all great people. My leaving the church though is, is the, the part of it that I have issue with is the organization itself as an organization that wields power in kind of disturbing ways, um, which is not unique to, you know, that particular church, but, they're really good at it and really good at messaging their members, you know, how that's okay. 
<laughs> you know, because they they make their their leaders um, in like even a they make their leaders to be like unquestionable holy men in a way that other religions just can't compete with. <laughs> And so when you set yourself up with that, where it's like, no, these people are literally talking to God all the time because they're the prophet and apostles. And then like something that's eminently like greedy or worldly around the organization of the church, you're like, well, wait a minute. (laughs) I thought that sounds like it's being led by someone that's concerned about money first and foremost and less about helping people like then it's it becomes a little more questionable but mormons are great i love mormons whoa it's been a while since this guy called in holy moly hey guys this is uh this is babyface billy i used to work with uh david day you know, um, the last I spoke to him was, was about a year ago. That's not true. Well, I figured I'd call here and see if he was around. Looks like I got the, uh, the number to a new show. This one's got a plus sign. Uh, last time I saw a plus sign was when I passed that sex test back in the 80s. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, prep, though, you know, prep. That stuff's real good. The only thing about prep is the diarrhea that gets in the way of cocks in my asshole. <laughs> anyway, hope everyone is well. Let me know if you want me to come on and review The Little Mermaid with you. Okay. David knows I'm not a stranger to that fishy pussy. Brian, <laughs> keep those nipples up, baby. <laughs> Babyface Billy out. Yeah, Brian. Keep those Words nipples of encouragement up. from Babyface Billy. Keep those nipples up. Dude, I did a fucking... A year and a half long show with that guy called Hotline and Advice Podcast did not did not pick up the way I was hoping it. Would. It wasn't. Well, a, thanks for calling in. Yeah, yeah. It was about eight months ago. We quit. Hmm. Good show. Incredible calls. Good morning, boys. It's Dick Mancrease. Dick Mancrease. Hope you're both doing well. Um, I'm loving the new horror movie plus stuff. Uh, my uh, my face started to uh, have steams split at the corners of my mouth. So I was grinning so much from your True Lies review. That was fun. That was a good time. Good, um, good. Right now, I haven't even made it through the intro for your uh, Jurassic Park uh, review. Enjoying that already. I just wanted to call and say, um, Bryce said something about, hey, reading the book is better than the movie. And I would agree sometimes um, that reading shit is for uh, it's for inmates. I don't have time for that. However, the audio book, lots of fun. Um, so that's cool. And uh, except for comic books, comic books are cool because those have pictures, and I like pictures. Uh, yeah, man. Anybody ever see like an animated movie where the comic book was better? Um, I would say I haven't seen one of those yet. Uh, DC's got some pretty good animated movies, but. Uh, Red Sun, the comic book, I think, is definitely better than an animated movie. Animated movie, not bad. The Red Sun was, was really better than that. Flashpoint Paradox, the, uh, wow, I'm a fucking nerd, aren't I? Uh, the book was, no, wait, the movie's better than the book. And then, 
There's one more. I can't think of it. Anyway, you guys read comics? I think you do. I think I've heard Bryce say some shit about Superman before. Or is, uh, are you guys just fucking tricky nerds? All right, man. Love you, boys. Take care. Bye. I've, that's a new take that reading is for inmates. <laughs> get that get that tattooed. Like reading is for inmates. And then anytime anybody reads the tattoo, you're like Huh? <laughs> you're like pointing at me like have you have you been in the pen? And they're like, What? You're like, you could read that. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I mean, I think like in terms of novel, I mean, yeah, uh, it, you're hard pressed to to find a lot of like movies that are better than the source material novels. Um, it has to be a pretty shitty novel for it for like the movie to overcome that. I think. I don't know. I mean, like, because like if I the ones where it's like, yeah, the movie is better than the book. It's usually because the book is a novelization of the movie or. Mm the novel was just so thin and like yeah but what are some good examples of that not being the case so for example like lord of the rings you know it's like look the books are fucking great the movies are fucking great though too like right really very 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 good i mean people that love the books like love the movies too but they love the books more definitely you know I don't know. I, I love for, the books. For, I think the people that love the the movies more are the ones that probably couldn't get through the books, like me. Like it just it was not my kind of novel mm. to read, and and like movies are simpler. They're dumbed down, streamlined, and tell a well. That's not exact story. In a, that's not exactly fair. I mean. Look, I, I, I read the book several times uh, before even seeing the movie, and the movie lived up to expectations. The movies lived up to expectations uh, very well. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, both, both can be good, and uh, it's not necessarily dumbed down. You know, it's just, it's just a totally different format that requires, you know, a different tact, kind of. And, I mean, yeah, I guess you could simplify that down into saying it's dumbed down, but... I don't know. I think, but but what are some other like exam? Can you think of other examples like you know where the where the, the book is or the movie is better than the book or as good? You know where you're just as jazzed. You're like, damn, yeah, fucking. Um, well, again, it, I I only think of books that I just really didn't like. Ready Player One was an awful book. Oh really? <laughs> like it was just so dumb. It's it's just a like literally feels like a reddit r movies user masturbating onto the page Ugh. where it's like and then and then he has the delorean from back to the future but it, it's different because it has the knight rider uh, kit in it and also it has uh, helicopter okay. parts on it okay. from from uh iron wolf and so it fights the other cars and there's there's oh, okay. king kong oh. And other movie stuff, like, you know movies? Like, it's literally that for the entire book. And you're just like, this is so goddamn dumb. Like, it's so goddamn dumb. And uh, the movie is also dumb. But dumb in movies is fun. Yeah. You know, sometimes dumb is good. 
That was the movie where we went to the movie theater and you said, why are you sitting right next to me? Did you think this was a date? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> we saw I'd that movie together? I didn't know that. publicly shamed. Yeah, we saw that movie together. Oh. Wow. I didn't think it was that. I thought it was for the podcast. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, there's like To Kill a Mockingbird. I'm looking at a list here. To Kill a Mockingbird, The Wizard of Oz. Uh, you know, there's a couple. There's there's some some fews out there. Oh, The Princess Bride. The Princess that Bride. Is not, that's equal. Like, it's literally the same thing. If you read the book, it is the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's it's written by the same. The screenwriter is, is uh, what's it, Goldsmith. It's the same writer of the book. Mm. Mm. It's literally like a almost one-to-one adaptation. Fight Club. Uh, yeah, I think the movie probably is a little better than the book. Wow. But the book is really good. I, I like the ending of the book better, to be honest. It, it's like just a kind of a small, simple thing, but next yeah. color, next see, color. Got? This is a short one. Oh, here he is. Same guy. This is Dick Mancrease. Yo, I remember what the last book was. It was Avengers Age of Ultron. The book stuck. The movie was awesome. They were, they were not alike whatsoever. But anyway, that's what it was. Yeah, what, do you, what do you think of uh, like graphic novel? Uh, adaptations I think it's easier to make a better movie because comics are a visual medium it's literally just like it's the same rules setting apply. yeah it's like setting up all of the you know what do you call them oh man it's just it's it's kind of I mean it depends you know because it's like sometimes you're taking Sometimes you're taking one of the best stories ever written, you know, like The Watchmen, and uh, uh-huh. and you could put, what is it, Zack Snyder on it or uh-huh. something like that. And it's just like, you know, visually it's interesting, but uh, it doesn't quite do it in terms of uh, tone. But uh, Alan Moore's kind of a fucking dick, so I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it's doing it correct justice. Is he? I didn't know that. Yeah, he has kind of like he. I mean, I don't know. He has some disdain for his fans. You know, he's mm-hmm. like the the idea that anybody could understand what I was going for. It's like shut the oh. fuck up, oh, okay. you comic book writer. <laughs> shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> he, I'm so intelligent, and everyone who reads my shit is so stupid. Uh, but give me your money. Uh, and, yeah. uh, you know, um, it's like, all right, calm down. You're not Neil Gaiman. Yeah. You know? I, well, yeah. um, you know, Hellboy. you know, it's not the same at all, but, uh, it's still good and interesting, you know? So I don't know. It's just kind of the same rules apply. Um, yeah. Next call. Hi, this is Sam from Indianapolis. Listening to your Jurassic Park episode. Listen to you guys uh, recall seeing it in the theater has uh, unlocked the core memory in my mind. Uh, that was the first movie that I ever got to go see with some friends without any adults around. And even though me and my friends were not 13 yet, uh, we were really worried that we were going to be denied entry into the movie since it was PT-13. And those are hard rules, man. Hard rules. So as we were buying our tickets, uh, my friend bought his ticket, his little sister bought her ticket, and then I was last, and I bought my ticket. And uh, as the lady was giving me the ticket and I 
look back on it now and realize the lady was probably like a 15 or 16 year old girl working in a movie theater. Uh, I got my ticket and I very assuredly told her, I'm 13, even though I think I was like 11 or 12. I don't remember, but <laughs> I feel bad about lying to that young lady to this day. But I. Be cool, man. Be, be cool. cool. Be Act cool. normal. Be cool. Be cool. I am 13. I am 13. <sighs> Everyone knows that's how all adults approach the box office. Hello, I would like one ticket for sh- Showgirls. I am 18, as you can plainly see. <laughs> I would, you know what? I'm going to say this right now, and you tell me if it's the same. I still get that feeling to this day when really? buying rated R tickets. I'm like, I'm cool. <laughs> you know, like, like it's it's going to be okay, David. You're definitely, you got this covered. You have a ID in your wallet. Like, <laughs> I, I, I snuck into so many movies that I shouldn't have. Um, not, not paying, but go, buying a ticket for one that, you know, and then going to the one that I wanted to see. Uh, that I still have anxiety about. Like, it's like, it's cool. You can just, you, you can go, you can go see the whale. It's going to be okay. But then when I get there, you know, there's like an 18 year old girl at the counter. I'm like, be cool. Don't. Okay. I'd like to see the whale. And then she's like, here you go. And I'm like, you did it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I love that. Like, uh, yeah, that, it's very nostalgic for me to think of um, the the day and an age when I worried about getting carded or sneaking stuff into a theater. And once you turn, you know, a certain age, you realize like, oh, these are children manning these this box office and like the the counters and stuff. They don't give a single solitary fuck about like, you know, you could like literally just like be shaken two dual family sized skittles and walk by him they'd be like uh, uh. the stakes are so low yeah yeah and except there's that there is the 50 year old manager walking around in a in a tie you know and he's the real shark you gotta watch out for you know yeah um anywho all right guys i'm calling it that's it no more calls y'all are wearing on me we're done thank you patrons for voting on this one this week i i really appreciate you bringing us more of uh what's his name m night Shyamalan's movies and you guys voted for it and we appreciate you uh thank you to new patrons we got um Let's see here. We got Caesar A and we got Spencer D. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. We love you. Um, everybody else, have a good week. If you're not a patron, think about it. It's cheap and you get a lot, so it helps us. We love you. Bye. Bye. Have a good week. Bye. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. You lose. Is that for me? It is. It is. It is. It is. It is. It is.
Wow, that didn't sound good. <laughs>